This episode is brought to you by the Arvada Center because they're kicking off their summer concert series in June. Relax under the stars at the Arvada Center's outdoor amphitheater and take in acts like Melissa Etheridge, Big Richard, Tower of Power, Preservation Hall Jazz Band, The Spin Doctors, and so much more. Concerts are scheduled for June through September. You can find a whole schedule of events and get your tickets today at arvadacenter.org. That's arvadacenter.org. Today on CityCast Denver, tragedy struck Denver schools again on Wednesday when a 17-year-old student shot two administrators inside East High School. The alleged shooter fled the scene, and we know now that he was found by police just up the road outside Bailey, apparently dead by suicide. It's the second deadly shooting at East this year alone. DPS canceled classes across the district for a mental health day today. But the students are outraged. And so are we. So how do we keep our kids happy, healthy, and safe? We're digging into that, plus all the important stories you missed this week with one of our favorite returning guests. Today is Friday, March 24th. I'm Erin O'Toole, and here's what Denver's talking about. Welcome back to CityCast Denver, the show about the city where, despite rumors to the contrary, it is not illegal to lend your vacuum cleaner to a neighbor. So that's nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, do I have a vacuum cleaner? I do, because we have Wait, one rug. And would you lend it to a neighbor ever? Depends on which neighbor, but the ones I talk to, yes. Yeah, for sure. I guess so. I do have the pet vacuum. That is valuable. Oh, yeah. Oh. For hair. Pet, yeah. pet hair. That's pretty much why we have it. You got to clean it out every five seconds. I have the same one, too. Is it the Dyson Animal? Oh, you have the Dyson. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it, don't, don't get too excited. It's like a mid-level one. <laughs> but it's supposed to be the best for pet hair. Yeah. And we have a dog that sheds blonde hair everywhere and blue carpet. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, okay. Well, back to the origin of this yeah. story. Why is that? need to be legal. It's just one of those crazy Colorado laws that uh. comes up and people think it's fact. I don't know why I came across this site of 13 crazy Colorado laws. Did you check the URL on that site? Uh, I might tell you. It's fully legit. Okay. Fully legit. But here's some of some other ones. It's illegal to ride a horse while under the influence. That makes sense. That might be true. I come from the South. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. I mean, I don't come from the South. I lived in the South for a while. But. <laughs> you are not allowed to drive a black vehicle in Denver on Sundays. What? I, this one, I don't know if Car it's true. Profiling? Car okay. profiling? <laughs> that's is so like, weird. That's not even where my mind went. I I like, is it like a funeral thing? I, That's oh. kind of what I thought. But they don't only have funerals on Sundays. It's just bad luck. Yeah. Not all hearses are... Yeah. Not well, all hearses. Not, not all hearses. <laughs> Hashtag yes, all hearses. Okay, this one I think is true. It is allowable for persons to rip tags off of pillows and mattresses. Oh, that's like the joke in Pee-wee's yeah. Big Adventure. Damn okay. right. Yeah. So, <laughs> when he gets picked up by Mickey the felon, he says, like, what are you in for? And he's like, well, I took a knife. And you know those do not remove under the penalty of law tags <laughs> on mattresses? Well, I cut one of them off. I took a knife and, and cut he, it right off. then he escaped from prison and picked up Pee-wee while he was in drag on the side of the road. Wow. So if you haven't seen Pee-wee's Big Adventure, there's a beautiful drag moment. Please enjoy it. Pee-wee is adorable. Yes. Yeah, so much going on with that. Well, anyway, <laughs> we've got 
a show to get to, so let's get on with it. It is Friday. We're here at Westward. I'm Erin O'Toole. Our host, Bree Davies, is here. Hi. Good morning. And one of our very favoritest Friday guests is back with us, Anne-Marie Awad. Anne-Marie, welcome. Greetings. Lovely to see you again. Thank you for having me. Thank you for braving the traffic to get here. <laughs> <laughs> Two traffic lights out on the way here. Two. It's construction season, officially. <laughs> yep, it's back. Well, there's been a lot happening this week, um, but... What we are going to tackle first is something that we just can't get off our minds. It's a a story that unfortunately keeps popping up, and this is uh, the topic of gun violence. Um, The second shooting at East High School this year happened on Wednesday, and um, we are talking about it. Two school administrators were shot and injured. Mm -hmm. The alleged shooter was a student at East High um, and unfortunately was found dead on Thursday morning. So how... How are we feeling? What What's your reaction? I know. Right I mean, now? I just feel for the students so much at East High School. I have a friend who's got a daughter who's a senior there, and um, he's like, it's been a tough year, lockdowns, uh, real, real drills and practice drills, mm. phoned-in threats. Um, he's like, coming out of COVID, the kids yeah. are fried, the students are fried. They're just – like the students and the teachers are just like – at their wits end. And I don't know, I really, I feel for the students. And I think about what we just saw a couple of weeks ago, when uh, an East High student, Luis Garcia, died from a gunshot wound. And the kids went out and protested at the Capitol and were like, please hear us out. And I just, I don't know what, I can't imagine what that's like. Yeah. It's just so, I mean, like, I'm, it's hard to come up with something to say every time something like this happens. Yeah. Yeah. There's this yeah. horrible numbness and routineness to all of this. And I I think like the crushing thing I think is, you know, this happened I think the day that they were supposed to hold a vigil for, for Louise. Louise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um it also happened on the day of the anniversary of the Boulder <sighs> Super right. mass shooting and so it just feels like you said, it's becoming routine. We're becoming numb, and oh, it and became a routine a long time ago. I mean, it, I, it's just kids get the kids have been cheated out of so much in the last yeah. handful of years, and I think like really, I don't even know if, if people remember during lockdown that there was like a drop in mass shootings. Yeah, yeah, because everyone was yes. home. Yes, um, and it was like, oh, like here's a nice little silver lining, but it's over, and we're. Back we can't to, hide in our homes forever. No, and know? we're back. This is our normal, y'all. Like, we're back to it. And I think it's really just deadening inside to sort of see kids have to live through this so many times. Um, and to think, I'm working on a project separately from this that has a little bit to do with the Parkland uh, shooting. And so I had gone back and listened to a lot of this archival audio, in particular, this march that the students had mm. right after the shooting. Um, where ex Gonzalez gets up and says this thing, fight for your lives before it's somebody else's job. Mm. And I've been thinking about that so much over the last couple of days since this shooting. That, like these kids have had to fight so much. So much. And so little has changed. That's what I was just thinking about. Aaron and I were talking about this earlier. You know, we both graduated high school before Columbine, but. Anybody that went to school after Columbine, this is the, your existence. Yeah, dealing yeah. with this on a regular basis, sometimes in 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 person, like the kids at East High School had to do. And I just, you're, it's just, it sucks. It's so unfair. 
I think about seniors right now, seniors in high school, this time of year too. Yes. This is like when you're getting ready to feel that total freedom right before whatever you decide to do next, whether that's college or not. Exactly. But like, it's where all your fun senior activities are and when you get to dress up and be, you know, have seen, yeah. I'm thinking about like senior ditch yeah. day and all those really yeah. fun yeah. things that I loved about school. And I can't imagine how these kids feel right now when all of that is just being thrown away because they're f- afraid for their lives. It's like this is going to be how you remember your senior yeah. year instead yeah. of all that fun stuff. Exactly. And the trauma of yeah. even just going through active shooter oh. drills. Amory, are you a, a post-Columbine generation? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, I remember doing lockdown drills uh as far back as middle school and I remember there being cops in my school all the time. I didn't always go to public school, but the entire time I was in public school, there was cops in the hallways. I know yeah, we're going to we, get to this in a second, but yeah. cops, <laughs> we had cops in the hallway as well. Okay. Yeah. And and just that post Columbine culture is something that I, I felt similarly really numb to. Like we had a threat at my school and we were evacuated more than once. And it was just America. It's just yeah. what we deal with. It's just, it's as normal it is, as going to biology class, it is you know? It's so bizarre that it's just been baked into how we function. Well, I think one of, a quote that I read from one of the East High School students in Denverite was like, I'm just so used to it. Like, I, I wouldn't mind metal detectors because I'm just so used to it now. I'm just so used to the fact that this happens. And it's like somewhere there is a failure happening long before we get to the metal detectors, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's so tough. Um, Well, you did just touch on it. So, you know, one thing for sure is that this is 100 percent going to reignite the debate over police and schools, Mm -hmm. student resource officers or SROs. Kyle Clark of Nine News reported yesterday that um, DPS Superintendent Alex Moreto is saying he's going to post two armed officers at East High for the remainder of the year and that every um, comprehensive high school is going to have at least one through the rest of the year. And this goes directly against uh, what the school board had voted on just like yeah. a couple of years ago. Yeah, just a not, couple years yeah, ago. Yeah, not even that long ago because right. I think it was this current board um, voted unanimously to remove SROs. Um, but th- they have put out a state, the school board has put out a statement saying they support the superintendent. Um, it's, it's so complicated. Yeah. How do we feel about this topic? I understand why parents are calling for this because mm-hmm. I think. You know, the elephant in the room here, again, is like this is just something that every community is dealing with across the country. And I think it's completely understandable and natural for parents and for school communities to feel powerless Mm. to stop this in their backyard. And that this is like a real quick solution that could head off any immediate violence. I think the other thing, though, I struggle with is there is no evidence that SROs prevent mass acts of violence. Um, there's actually quite a bit of evidence that SROs put students in other kinds of danger, particularly students of color, right. um, particularly female students. Um, I and saw that study. There was a yeah. study about that. That yeah, the impacts of I don't want to say the impacts, but there has been uh, SROs who have assaulted. The, yeah, young women particularly. Yes, but I mean, I mean, it's just it's so much deeper than that. That's a really surface take on it. Yes. But I, I feel you in that. Like, it brings back that question of who feels safe because of police officers. Yes. Some folks do, some folks do not, for very good reasons. Um, but I also understand from the perspective of a superintendent trying to make a decision in this moment. I don't know what I would do. Um, I also have a friend who's a teacher in DPS who's told me that. 
she's not a school to prison pipeline person by any means. She's not a pro cop person. But once they did that, the teachers didn't have a lot of support when they did have a student mm-hmm. that was maybe acting out. And she's like, I'm trying to teach. I'm not mm-hmm. here to, you know, to like discipline or figure out what the root problem is for this child. I'm just trying to be their teacher today. So I just, it's so complicated and yeah. so nuanced. And I'm with you, Amber. I don't, I don't love the idea. Yeah. But I don't know what kids want, and I don't know what teachers want, and I don't know what parents want, and that's what I want us to see is, like, what are they going to tell us? Yeah. I mean, it sounds like many parents and teachers and other concerned people would like this to be left up to the very local level. Like, each school could make their own decision rather than this blanket, you know, order of removing all of the SROs from schools. I mean, I know that some can have a positive impact potentially, but it's just unfortunate that everything Brie pointed out is true. You know, mm-hmm. they can profile students. The The impact on students of color is much greater. Yeah. So. And it's documented. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's like worth sort of bringing up why this policy came about in the first place, like of taking the SROs out of schools. Um, so this is from a Denverite piece that went, came out this week. Uh, advocacy group Padres fudged this up. Yes. Uh Noted at the time that between 2014 and 2019, school resource officers ticketed more than 4,500 students. 80% of those students were black or Latino. Wow. 80%. Um, and so we're talking about discipline that not only dispro- disproportionately affects students of color, but it's discipline that is onboarding them essentially to the carceral system. Right. Um, and so I think like it is really nuanced and again like reading these these accounts from students like i feel like they feel really conflicted about it as well and i go back to this idea that before we are even talking about school security there is a, a huge societal failure happening right like we are laying so many issues at the feet of schools because right. the violence is happening there but there are so many things that could be done to prevent that violence from happening and i think we gotta talk about the guns. Right. Um, it yep. is too soon to say in this case, but we do know that in most, most if not all of the recent mass acts of violence were perpetrated with legally obtained guns. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Legally obtained guns. And I think, you know, of course there are four, what, four bills yeah. at, the, at the state capitol right now, um, one of which would raise the minimum legal age to purchase a gun to 21, perhaps in this case, as this student, the alleged shooter, was um, 17. 17. Um, and the thing, but the thing is, those four bills are at the Capitol and the legislators behind it know it's an uphill battle, which yes. is wild. Yeah. Right. That they're like, we are still trying to present solutions and we are still being pushed back into the same situation we've been in for decades. Mm-hmm. And they're not the first group of legislators that have tried to push for gun control. I mean, we know yeah. this. Right. This no. is the other, like you're saying, Henry, it's the other side of this conversation that we have to have, which is like, how do we get here and why are we continuing to do it? Yeah. And I question whether or not those sort of like really piecemeal measures do it anymore. I understand why that's where we're at. It's because it's like you're trying to pick away at this intractable issue any way you can. But I, there's 
a lot of guns. <laughs> I don't. I just don't know any other yeah, way to put it. There's like, no we, way around The rate that. of gun ownership yeah. in this country is wild. And I mean, when you're talking about raising the age, some of these more recent mass shooters have obtained their guns from parents who legally mm-hmm. obtained them. Yeah. So that wouldn't do anything. Um, we have a problem with ghost guns in particular when we talk about the Club Q shooter had ghost guns in their possession. Um, and we have a red flag law that was not used. Thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he had already been in previous trouble with law enforcement was aware so it's tough to say we are trying to create these laws but is it mattering in the reality for for kids in particular for kids and i mean i like what are we what culture are we leaving them with yeah Yeah, they're safe in their classrooms but if they don't feel safe but are they i mean look what happened to uvalde like uvalde parkland as well yeah there is no proof i mean i'm sorry like you had officers on the scene in both cases armed ready to go and they did not stop it from happening no um but i think like the school resource officer argument i struggle with because i think on the one side uh you have people who argue that the solution here is more people with guns right and I remember, you know, years ago, Aaron, you and I as colleagues, when I was an education reporter, I covered all these measures to arm teachers. Yep. I remember yeah. that thinking, oh, this will be the answer, it, which does <sighs> not take the teacher's job. But, that, but my, exactly. I guess my larger point here is like the police officer is another person with a you're just putting another gun in the room. Right. Something I've also heard. I have a friend who's uh, works in the nonprofit sector around youth and youth education. And she told me recently she applied for a grant to work specifically on mental health of teenagers here in Denver. And she's like, we laid out this plan. We were going to create a place to go on Friday nights. And then we were going to have mental health resources there so you could hang out. It wouldn't be this like, do I have to go to a therapist kind of thing? We would make it, not make it cool, but like she, she laid out this whole plan. She's like, we applied for a grant and we got denied. And she was like, we're trying to present solutions that aren't just police and we're not getting support for it. And I feel like that's what a lot of teachers are going through too. Is like, they're also exhausted, understaffed. Oh, you know what I mean? They're doing everything they can and your teacher can't be everything. Your teacher can't be your security guard, your Mm -hmm. therapist, Mm -hmm. your, you know what I mean? Your bodyguard. Your bodyguard. Like, yeah, yeah. this is not fair to teachers either. Well, it's, it's like, I think it's, again, we have a few places in society that we expect them to carry so much load. And I feel like police are one of them. Sure. And schools are another. And I think, like, something that's worth sort of factoring into this debate is, like, the mental health of teens is already Mm -hmm. on a razor's edge. Like, this recent CDC report that illuminated uh, about a third of teenagers have contemplated suicide recently. Mm. Um, I mean, like, things are so bad yeah. And police are not enough to mm-hmm. sort of solve this issue in a bigger way. It is the guns. It is mental health. It is the climate we are asking kids to live in and accept as normal and fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's not and, fine. And it's can not. we add on top of all of these stressors, this, what I can only imagine is a feeling of yelling and not being heard. Yeah. Exactly. If, if you were a student right now, what would you do? What would you do? Yeah. <sighs> Man, I would like organize my friends and be like, we're not coming back to school until you figure out this problem. For real. Mass walkout. Right. But for, you know what I mean? Like strike from school. But I know that's like so much Take a cue from France, children. (laughs) There's going to be a general strike. (laughs) We didn't come up with it. (laughs) No. Because they're already doing everything that they can to just live in the world. They're marching to the Capitol. They're saying, please do something about this. And it doesn't feel like adults are necessarily responding. 
No. No, and I mean, why shouldn't they feel furious and powerless? They I can f- get it. Can I feel furious for them? Yeah. I, I covered the March for Our Lives here in Denver. Like, I saw these kids get up and give these, like, tearful testimonies. Yeah. And that was years ago. It is, like, my brain breaks if I try to think about how normal this is for me even. Like, as, mm. as you call it, like, a post-Columbine kid. Like, it, it it's just... It, it, it sucks I, that yeah. that's, like, a line. But that is, like, yeah, a clear line. Because you have a completely mm-hmm. different experience in school than those of us that were before. You know? It's true. Well, we would love to hear your thoughts, too. I bet you have yeah. thoughts. I bet you have ideas for how this can really if change. If you're a student in DPS and you want to tell us how you feel, I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear from some teachers. I'd love to hear from parents. I'd love to know how we could help guide this conversation better. Because the people with lived experience are the people that know what they need. Exactly. Please. Feel free to reach out, text us, or leave us a voicemail, 720-500-5418. Again, that's 720-500-5418. We're going to take a short break. We're going to come back with more news. Stay with us. We're back And we are ready to shed some light on some of the stories that did not get as much attention this week, but maybe they should have. I think we've all got an underreported story of the week, um, but I'm going to go first. Yeah, Yeah, go for it, Erin. Go for it. (laughs) I've got the controls. It's my prerogative. (laughs) Um, So I have been kind of loosely following the story of former CEO of Denver International Airport, Phil Washington, was appointed by the Biden administration to fill the top job at the FAA. Right. Um, This happened last July, and it's been held up in the Senate for all of this time. So he was appointed, but it had to go through. Yeah. Okay. He was appointed, but it took roughly as long as the DIA construction. (laughs) Oh, that will be going on for the rest of all of our lives. Are you kidding me? I mean, I guess there's something, some kind of a weird parallel here going on. I, I thought this was really interesting but because the um, Senate Commerce Committee, they're the ones who are going to kind of vote on whether or not to appoint him to uh, as administrator of the FAA. They are concerned that he has no real aviation experience. Apparently, <laughs> apparently it's very He's just running impo- the airport. <laughs> I know. That's all. Where airplanes land. So <laughs> they want someone who's a pilot, who has been a pilot or at least maybe like handled baggage or so. I don't, you know, has <laughs> has had some direct they experience. They want lived experience as a pilot. They want lived experience. Okay. And I, I mean, my first thought was, really? Yeah. Is FAA? that how it has been previously? I generally don't know who usually is running. I don't either. <laughs> I know. Yes, apparently, you remember a few years ago, the 737 MAX jets, and there were two horrible, tragic plane crashes. Oh, gosh. Involving these new jets. <gasps> So they were all grounded, and the FAA would not clear them until, obviously, the safety concerns were addressed. And apparently, the FAA administrator at the time actually personally flew one yeah. to make sure. So, I mean, I guess there is some, some precedent So Phil to Washington has to go out and get his pilot's license yeah. or something? Maybe, maybe that's the way to get this through. So I, I just, I want this Phil to be resolved. Phil learns to fly. Oh, my God. What a great podcast <laughs> that would be. We follow him on his journey. I think this really matters. I think people should pay attention because this the FAA has been without a head since 
a year ago, March of 2022. It's not really an important agency or anything, is it? No. no. <laughs> There's no problems with air travel. Yeah, everything's None. fine. Yeah, Christmas was smooth. <laughs> Perfect. I don't even remember far that far yeah. back. I blocked it out. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. So, was I traveling at that time? Yeah, that's why I'm hoping we get some attention and some movement on this. Do something. Maybe he can just do one of those, like, get your pilot's license in a two-weeks plan or something, right? He can just right? go to one of the community colleges. Right? Yeah, they've got to have something like that. <laughs> just, like, make friends with a pilot and say, this guy, if you need a pilot's experience, yeah, like I know somebody. Yeah, yeah, I know a perfect. guy. I know a woman. Yeah, we got this. Yeah. So, all right, who wants to go next? Anne-Marie. Uh, my little news story is I'm just so jazzed about all of the uh, outdoor concerts that have been announced recently. <laughs> Yay! So the yes! free shows at Levitt Pavilion have been announced um, for the season. I'm sure there's going to be more. We love Levitt. Um, if you haven't been to Levitt, what so an good. amazing outdoor space. If you have kids, it's awesome. If you have like older folks that want to sit and not stand at a concert, it's uh, awesome. Like me. <laughs> Yeah, anybody actually, anyone, Listen, my, anybody that wants to sit who doesn't want to stand at a concert, this is a great place to do it. The older I get, the more I'm like, I just want to sit on the grass. I know, I just want to sit and I enjoy. I want to bring a picnic. Yes, that's the Denver Botanic Gardens. I think is like hands down my favorite venue for that reason. You just okay. like you, you get, bring your little foldy chair. Oops. Oh, see, I like to get their food when I'm there. Their little restaurant offshoot. That's true. Oh. So good. That's true. The, is that the pizza? No, they do all kinds of like Pizza's grilled chicken great. and yeah. Oh, so you can bring in a picnic basket. Can you bring in like a you bottle can bring of wine in booze? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. They love it. Oh, I didn't know. Um, that. Yeah, they tell you that during volunteer orientation. We love when people bring in food and eat in the gardens. Um, but yeah. Oh, it's so good. I went. Uh, oh my god, the last time I went was like 2016 to Botanic Gardens to, for the show for a concert. Uh, but it was like Nico Case and Katie Lang and Laura Veers, and it was like maybe one of my favorite shows ever. I saw oh. the B-52s there and it was oh, so great. Amazing. Such a great space. How's the sound there? It's, it's not bad. It's really good. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's really interesting. Good. I mean, it literally is like an amphitheater of grass. Yeah. So it sounds, I've never noticed it having bad sound. I mean, honestly, the people watching too is. The people watching is so you good. You want to watch a oh dad really l- cut loose in his khaki shorts. That's what I'm saying. The <laughs> Botanic Gardens is like. It's not just about the, the comfort. It's about the pristine With vibes. a wine glass. Yeah. Just, yeah. Oh, I like jamming Katie out. Lang got up and was like, you know, over the years I've learned. And she like turns around with a banjo. And she's like, chicks dig banjos. <laughs> and then all these older women just stream down the aisles like Woo! with their hands over their head it was I like the greatest enjoy themselves oh, it was so good at shows so nico case is going to be back yes that's the one i got tickets for i'm very excited about that um but there's also esperanza spaulding santa gold uh steep canyon rangers shout out to bruce trujillo yes! Swallow hill music who is booking that and she i know she puts her heart and soul into who she brings to roll. the stage and this this lineup at the Botanic Gardens this year is on a roll. Amazing. Also, she brought the magnetic fields here. Oh yeah, I couldn't get a ticket to that, but I was like, "That's oh. impressive." Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's one to watch if you're not paying attention already. Oh she yeah, she knows she knows music in this town, and she does a great job. I'm already dubbing it the summer of music. Hell yeah, and it's starting now. Yes, yeah. I know we just just launched into spring this week, but City Park Jazz also a yes. great Ooh. a great place to picnic, Oof. hang out, meet friends. It's a great summer evening thing yeah i just love I'm it i'm psyched i'm psyched with all the warm weather this yeah. week and last week i'm like i'm ready i know i, f- I, I feel you yes. i don't know the snow wednesday that kind of threw me a little <sighs> bit, but I, I blacked it's, that out too it, it's in the past <laughs> <laughs> all 
All right, Bree, what do you have for us? Yeah, I wanted to highlight something that I think is really wonderful that teenagers are doing here in Denver. Um, it's the month of photography right now. It ends at the end of this week, I think. Maybe it goes into next week. We don't have much left of month of photography, but there's a show at Platform, which is sort of an art and activism space where they pair established artists with uh, young folks, and um, they work together on whatever that medium is. And so photography is it right now. And Anthony Mays, who's a photographer here in Denver, has been teaching uh, students for the past couple of weeks. And their show is now up at um, Platform. And what I love about this is Anthony Mays is a, a younger photographer and artist who came up through sort of what people consider like the street photography scene. And mm. I never, mm. I always feel like that doesn't encompass fully what you can do which is like he's a documentarian of life in this moment in the city that he sees and that's kind of what he was sharing with these um younger photographers and so now you get to go see denver through the eyes of teenagers and the art that they make How cool. um so i would go check out platform for month of photography before that show is over um, also, my friend Sigri Strand works at Platform, and she's one of the people behind how we make these shows happen. And mm. she's a photographer herself, and I just love the vision and the passing on of information and uh, the passing on of of knowledge of how to do something so that you can do it too. And I think Anthony does a great job with that. His art itself is lovely. His photographs are wonderful. And I can't wait to see the work that he um, inspired these kids to make. Yeah. How cool awesome. for these young people yeah. too, the youths. The youths. Yeah, and just to have your work in a show, I, I actually, I mean, it's a big when, deal. when I had my first camera, it was like, just, you know, snap a picture. And then when I learned, oh, you can compose yeah. what's in the frame and that makes a difference. It's like, it's huge. Yeah. And what a better way to see the city through someone's eyes than through their work, through their photography. And if we want to know what kids are thinking about in Denver right now, what a great way to do that is look at through the through their lens as well. Yeah. So I mean, these yeah. might be part of history. Yeah. In the future. Oh, I love and it. It feels so I, fitting. Yeah. I love it. All right. Well, we're going to take another very quick break. When we come back, we're going to have some great recommendations for what you can do this weekend. What's up, weather fam? Rain or shine, I'm Andy Stein here with your CityCast Denver weather forecast for this weekend. It's looking like it's going to be a cold and snowy weekend for us, and we haven't really had one of those this month. A storm's going to be rolling through Friday into Saturday, and that could drop about two to six inches of snow across the entire front range. We're thinking about one to two inches around Fort Collins, Colorado Springs, Greeley, Broomfield. Three to four inches is going to be more likely around the Denver Metro, and then some of those higher elevations of the foothills and the Palmer Divide could squeeze out five or six inches of snow. And this is all by about Saturday afternoon into the evening. So. If you're going to be out driving, just take it easy. We could have some very wet and at times slick roads. We should warm up into the upper 30s and maybe break 40 both Saturday and Sunday, and that's going to help road conditions quite a bit. But still, under some of those heavier bands, we could have some issues. Snow showers will continue on Sunday, but we'll have some breaks of sun in there as well. Overall, this is good, y'all. We have only seen an inch and a half of snow this month, and this is Denver's snowiest month on average, so we need a little bit more to boost our snow totals up to around average and also our moisture content. Y'all enjoy the weekend, bundle up, and stay warm out there. We're back, and you know what that means. It's time for the official CityCast Denver maybe for your weekend. As in maybe you'll see us there, because as usual, there are so many cool things happening in Denver, and we have opinions. Adrian Gonzalez rounds up his best bets in our newsletter, Hey Denver, every week, and he's here right now to give us his top picks. Hey, Adrian. 
Good morning. Hi. Hi. Hey. Erin, <laughs> great to have you uh, on the show today. Thanks. Great to be here. So yeah. what do you have for us? Uh, that's all right. I've got some uh, some good events for us. The first one is tonight at Redline. Uh, they're having a part of their Roots Radical exhibition. They have something called La Historia de, de Cumbia, so the history of cumbia music. Oh. Uh, they're partnering with KUVOs. They have a whole interactive oh, presentation so of how the, the music came from. It's, it's, you know, it starts its roots in Africa, comes over, but don't hear it from me. Hear it from the folks at Redline tonight. Sweet. I'm such, you, a, I'm such a red line. I, I just love, love red line. It's its 15th anniversary this year. Oh, neat. It's a gallery space as well as like a community space. It's a, It has artist studios. They have incredible programming. They really work directly in community with the work they do. I love it. I would. I will go to anything there, and that sounds <laughs> also with Kuvo. It sounds amazing. Is yeah. there yeah. space so much to fun. move around and dance? Oh or like, yeah. Okay. Oh, Absolutely. The space is amazing. Yeah. So the okay. the show is they have the interactive show to t- talk through the history of cumbia, and then from eight to nine o'clock they open the dance floor. There's a DJ playing, and you'll get to Ooh. to just dance. Oh, that sounds like fun. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm very heavily yeah. drawn I'm to already, this yeah. idea. Yeah. <laughs> but you got three more. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. What's next? All right. Second one. We talk about mushrooms a lot, but these are just regular edible, non-special mushrooms. <laughs> 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 Non-magical. <laughs> like, ah. Yeah, this uh, this is going on at Monster Mushrooms in Wheat Ridge. Um, it's a beginner mushroom cultivation class and workshop. So if you want to grow your mushrooms at home and you, you like a, a king trumpet, or you know, I, I'm running out of mushrooms to name, <laughs> even though I love them. Uh, if you want to grow, learn how to grow mushrooms at your own house. They'll teach you how. Interesting. I mushrooms are real yeah. hot right now. I feel like they were. Yeah. They're the way bacon was like ten years ago. Oh, oh. how, how yeah, dare this you? Might be an event for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Are you a mushroom fan? I grow them outdoors in my backyard, Dork. but I haven't done what? them indoors. No. <laughs> yeah. You must have a very shady backyard. It's just this one tree stump. It's. Oh. I had to cut down a tree, and the tree guy was like. Yeah, you could just like pour motor oil in there and just kill it. And I was <gasps> like, excuse me, we will not. And we will actually wow. just leave it to be mushroom food. And it's oh, like cool. two years going strong, putting out oyster mushrooms. It's really neat. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. That's uh, amazing. So we, are you, you're learning to cook with them. You're learning to grow with them. You're grow learning mushrooms. to grow them. So okay. they, they tout that you can come in knowing nothing about mushrooms and you leave knowing how to grow them at home. Okay. That's so cool. cool. Okay. Yes. All right. Reserve your judgment, Amory, <laughs> till we hear the rest of them. <laughs> what's what's number three? Number three. Do you guys know the band Elephant Revival? Uh, yes. yes, have heard of them. Love of course, them, love them. So they've been on hiatus for a little bit. They headlined Red Rocks in 2018, and then went on a hiatus. This story was fantastic. Uh, Westward had a great article on each one of the band members. They broke up for different reasons. They all went on on a hiatus. One of them was working on a farm. One of one had gone through a breakup, and they've all sort of been recording for a minute. But they're playing a special show at uh, Admission Ballroom tomorrow. Ooh. Oh wow! Uh, okay. Where they're, they're going to have a drum troupe and aerial performers. Whoa! Oh, so the band is back man. together. At so Admission an elephant Ballroom. revival, revival. Hey! Uh, hey! Oh. Sorry, I don't know what's coming to me today. All right. Well, I mean, I love the idea of a band taking a hiatus and then collectively coming back with all of these different life experiences yeah. under their belt. You know, new songs. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Mission Ballroom. All right. All right. What's next? All right. Well, you can't spell brunch without run. And so how about a brunch run club? <laughs> no, I, I knew you would, would would love this one. So much work, <laughs> so much so, so much Colorado so much, tinged, so barbaric. Yeah, so, <laughs> like is, is the it word. brunch for sitting around, possibly recovering from the night before, eating yeah. the most decadent thing you could think of, which is usually like 
I don't know, eggs benedict with hollandaise or pancakes or something, maybe a Bloody Mary. And then, I'm sorry, running before or after. I should let oh, this Oh, well, this is this is very important. It's running before the brunch. <laughs> because so, after would be... So you're starving. So you're so running you're, to brunch. You're hangry. Okay. okay. Yeah, so this one is, yeah. is taking place. I don't place. It's to a, any of those people that morning. <laughs> 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 this is a brunch club that moves around. They were at Stanley Marketplace last week. This week, they were at Denver Milk Market. So you meet up at 9, get to hang out with everybody, go on your run, about 5K or 10K, whatever you're comfortable <laughs> with. Or you could also walk. Walking is allowed. You can walk. And then you meet back at the Denver Mill Market and have brunch. I think that sounds like a great idea if you want to like meet folks. Yeah. Like a cool way to... If you're single, if you're trying to get out and run, to, my I knees mean, are too old for that. But. I know. I was like, I don't. I was like, run. everyone does not make it, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, one way to find Survival out. Can you, ro- can you roller skate? <laughs> can I drive? <laughs> can I have... Can I drive? <laughs> I'll just drive around the block and wait just for you guys to come support. back. You guys are doing great. Yeah. You'll be the car that's just like, oh, come at the in. Brunch. You need some water? <laughs> yeah. But it is nice because like sometimes you, there's like those clubs, but if you don't have a place to socialize like immediately after, it seems perfect. If you want to get to know folks in the city. Yeah. You get brunch, to know some run people. And you get to run. Yeah. Healthy. Well, this reminds me a little bit, not really, of the Boulder Boulder where you run the race and then there's people in the houses all along the route handing out bacon. What? That's a thing. What? Yeah, what? I don't know. It's a thing. That sounds yeah. lovely. Yes, right? I mean, it's kind of brunch. Paul's in the quarter shaking his head like, oh, too. yes, as a runner. We're talking about yeah. running and Paul is not yeah. even on this yeah. conversation. I know, I know. Thumbs <laughs> up from Paul. We're getting thumbs up. Okay. Bacon. Yeah. I don't know why bacon. I don't know how the tradition started. Maybe we'll have to explore that. Because bacon. Do you need a reason to eat bacon? No, I mean, you do not. Just don't you do like not. downwind <laughs> of that race. Yeah. All right. Okay. So we've got cumbia at Red Line. We have mushroom classes. We have the revival of Elephant Revival, as Anne-Marie put it. Um, <laughs> I like it. And the Brunch Run Club, where if you feel guilty about eating bacon, you will have run 5K or 10K. No and guilt. Guilt-free brunch. Mm, I, what are we thinking? I, I mean, cumbia at Redline. Yeah. Tie between the cumbia and the mushroom. I have right. never had a bad time at Redline. I'll just say that. I've seen so many different <laughs> random exhibitions, shows. Okay. They know what they're doing. I trust Redline to make this awesome. That's where I'm at. It sounds like the perfect mesh of a cool space, cool music. Yeah, and a cool little history. People, and a little history. Yeah. 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 I love music history. It's great. I propose that. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll all walk over or run over to Amory's house and look at your mushrooms. Some mushrooms. In, the, yeah. <laughs> in your backyard. Two, two birds, one stone. Any elephants in your backyard? No. Oh, okay. well, all right. We almost did it. Cats. All right. Okay. Are we agreed? Is that it? That's mine. Yeah. That's my choice. Yes. Okay. Second yeah. hand carry. Yeah, red line it is. Right. Yes. Well, I love it. There you have it. The official CityCast Denver may be for your weekend, a very musical and a very dance engaged uh, event. Of course, there's way more where that came from. Adrian's got tons of recommendations in our newsletter, Hey Denver. Hey, you can subscribe to that right now. Text Denver to 66866. Adrian, Bree, Amory, thank you all so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. Our producers this week were Paul Caroli, J.D. Lopez, and me, Erin O'Toole. Adrian Gonzalez writes our morning newsletter. Bree Davies is our host. Our music is by Los Mocachetes with additional mixing by Tyler Lindgren. If you haven't already, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, follow us on Twitter at CityCast Denver, and tell Nico Case about us next time you see her. 
You can sign up for our daily newsletter, Hey Denver, by texting Denver to 66866 and learn more about us at denver.citycast.fm. See you next time. feeling hydrated everyone hydrate yeah Amory I love that you have your uh, giant water bottle with you this is yeah it's supposed to be all the water you're, ha- you're supposed to have in one day and I never oh I have it. one of those and I, <laughs> at least you're trying all the markings it. were off <laughs> you are plugged into the rules for surviving Denver yeah I'm bring trying. the world's I'm largest still, water bottle still so chapped <laughs> all the time <laughs> Something you may never get used to. No. It's dry. All right. I think I would have developed a carapace by now. Anyways. (laughs)